And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another midweek episode of the Assembly Call. I am your host, Jared Morris. And, you know, I was kind of thinking earlier today, you know, just given the craziness of the last two weeks between Archie Miller being fired and then Brad Stevens' mania and Coach Woodson being hired and then, of course, what the women's basketball team has had going with the greatest tournament run in school history, it has just been nonstop one thing after the other for a couple of weeks and today has kindly felt like kind of felt like the first time that we can all exhale a little bit, you know, and just kind of take in everything that's happened and, you know, maybe not, you know, be checking Twitter every 10 minutes and looking at message boards and, and doing all that stuff and texting each other. Um, you know, it's unfortunate in some ways because, you know, the women's basketball team lost and their great season ended. Uh, but it's fortunate in other ways because, you know, the, the men's basketball program, which has just seemed so unsettled for a while now feel settled, you know, and whether you're fully on board yet with the Mike Woodson hire or still skeptical, you know, you, you know, we at least know what the vision is and we know what the direction is and we can all kind of, kind of move forward. And that's going to be the topic of today's show. Uh, good friend of the show, Mark Titus, obviously the host of Titus and Tate, uh, former walk-on at Ohio State, you know, but grew up in Indiana, grew up an Indiana fan. He's been on the show many times. He did a great segment uh, with his co-host Tate on their podcast talking about the Mike Woodson hire. And, you know, you might have listened to that, but I wanted to get Mark on and just, you know, have him expound some more on his thoughts about what he thinks about the hire, you know, what he likes about it, what questions he has. You know, he obviously has a close relationship with Thad Mata, what he thinks Thad will bring in his role. So really enjoyed the conversation with Mark, as I always do. I think the, I think you'll really like it. Uh, so that's what's coming up here. Before we get to that, there's a couple of things that I want to let you know about. Um, a couple of products that you might be interested in. Um, one of them is our friends at Homefield Apparel. Uh, if you listen to last night's post game show, we did a post game show for the IU Arizona game. We let you know, and you might have seen this on Twitter uh, from their Twitter account too. But they released a new shirt last night. It's a shirt. It's a women's basketball shirt. It's their first shirt dedicated to the women's basketball team. It commemorates the 1983 team that was one of the best teams uh, in school history. And you can see that shirt. You can obviously go to homefieldapparel.com and check it out if you want to. But if you just go to home or assemblycall.com slash T, that will redirect you there. Literally just the letter T, assemblycall.com slash T. That will redirect you to the shirt. And so you can pick up that shirt. You can pick up any of their other IU gear. And if you use the promo code assembly20, that's assembly20, you will get 20% off of your entire order. The other one that I want to tell you about is this company called Playbook Products. And the reason why I came to know Playbook Products is because Andy Bottoms, my co-host here on the Assembly Call, sent me a set of their coasters as a present. I think it was a Christmas present several years ago. And I love them. And so it's the set of four coasters. They're these, these black stone coasters. They look really, really cool. And each one of them has a famous play from IU basketball history on it. So the one that I'm holding in my hand as I talk about this right now, because it's sitting on my desk in front of me, is the Indiana-Syracuse game, 1987, the Keith Smart shot, which today, as I'm recording this, this is the, the anniversary of that shot. But it's also got the watch shot. It's got the final play of the 1976 National Championship game when Indiana secured the undefeated season and the Kirk Hastings shot, which I was in school for, uh, when Indiana beat number one ranked Michigan State. So it's, it's, I mean, it's an amazing gift. I mean, it's great for yourself. It's great if you want a gift. 
And so if you actually type the URL in assemblycall.com slash PP, just the letters PP for playbook products, it will redirect you to their page where you can buy the coasters either in the stone or the leather version. They also have mugs, they have masks, they have a bunch of different things where you can get these play diagrams on them. And if you use that URL, assemblycall.com slash PP, we actually get a 15% commission when you buy. So a couple weeks ago, a representative from Playbook Products emailed me asking if I wanted to do a Twitter giveaway. And I was like, um, yeah, I love these things. And so I asked him if we could be an affiliate uh, because I said, look, I think this product is great. You know, I only recommend products to our audience that I've actually used myself and that I really like. You know, so can I, can I, can I get a commission if I send people your way? He's like, sure. So if you want to get a great product... And it's not just Indiana stuff. They've got other colleges. They've got every NFL team, every NBA team, every Major League Baseball team. So there's something there for every sports fan or for whatever team you like. And so if you want to get something like that and you want to support the assembly call at the same time, assemblycall.com slash PP using that URL is what will let them know that we referred you. And then you know you use that and go buy whatever you want and we'll get a 15% commission from that, I sent out an email about this a couple of days ago and a bunch of people have bought it. And so it, you know, every, every little bit helps from a revenue perspective, uh, for the show. And then the last thing I'll say is I've had several people who have reached out to me because we have the most generous and amazing audience in podcasting to ask how they can help support us. We always appreciate it when you do that. Um, we have a, a URL set up on our website. It's been there for a long time, assemblycall.com slash donate. If you do you know, want to start a monthly recurring donation or an annual donation or just do a one-time donation, we've got you know, lots of people who have done each one. There's some options there for you. You know, we, we haven't done one of our formal donation drives um, it, just because you know it's it's just kind of been a weird year, you know, and everybody's kind of going through some stuff, and it just we didn't we didn't really want to do that, and we didn't necessarily you know need anything. Um, and and look, you know, we still don't, but a lot of you have asked, and I really appreciate it. And so uh, you can certainly do that. And the only other thing I'll say is, if you want to join the what I think is the best Indiana basketball discussion anywhere, go to assemblycall.com/community. That's our private online community. Any of these things that you do that I just mentioned, they will support the show. Going to homefieldapparel.com with the promo code, getting the products from Playbook Products, going to the donation page, joining the the community, which is $3.99 a month or $25 a year. All of that stuff helps us out. Um, And we'd certainly love to have you inside the community uh, to be able to talk more about IU sports with you there. So thank you for indulging me in that little bit of housekeeping. But I did just want to let you know that. Uh, you know, and just to, to, cause again, a lot of people have asked and cause these coasters are unbelievable. So make sure that you at least check those out to see if you want them. Uh, but with all that said, with all that done, let's get. All right, really happy to be joined on this episode of The Assembly Call by Mark Titus, one of the co-hosts of Titus and Tate, and a frequent guest here on The Assembly Call, I think we can say now, right? Well, I mean, hold on. Before before we get too crazy, let me show you my coaster that I have. Hey, look at that. You sent me many years ago, and this look was at not that. staged. I use this every single day uh, on my desk here. That is awesome. That is one of the old coaster. school coasters that yeah. we used to have up on our cafe press site. Wow. There you go. That so is awesome. I, I, 
still use it and uh, establish 2011. It says right there. That's right. So there we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back, Jared. It's good to be back under circumstances that aren't um, Ohio State just beat Indiana's brains in. Let's talk about it with <laughs> Mark is, Titus, <laughs> which is usually when we end up talking. That's usually when. when when I'm coming on the show. So. <laughs> no, you're right. Today we have we have really obviously a very interesting topic to talk about. Is Indiana's named a new head coach? Mike Woodson named the head coach, uh, and you know you and Tate had a great segment on this. It, it made the rounds of Indiana basketball Twitter and in all the Indiana basketball communities. Uh, I think over the last couple of days, where you guys were reacting to the hire, and unlike you know most of the national college basketball voices out there not totally panning it and actually yeah. seeming to think that yeah. it might have a chance to work. So, you know, yeah. I, think, I think we were all very appreciative of that. But that's, I'd like to start just by getting your reaction to Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Uh, I, I would describe my thoughts as cautious optimism, but uh, leaning towards the optimism side, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Obviously, after Archie, who I thought along with, I got in line with everyone else, and I was like, this is a home run. This is a no-brainer. I played for Archie. I've, I mean, I've talked about Archie, my experience with Archie on here a, a million times. Um, I'm not stupid enough to say this is a home run or any, any hire is ever a home run, you know? Um, so I'm not going to go that far, but, uh, yeah, it, it is baffling the way the national people seem to be reacting to this as though Mike Woodson, uh, it, it, it just dawned on me that the moment Brad said no to the job, um, whoever Indiana was going to hire was going to be laughed at or, uh, panned or you know, like like literally anybody because if chris beard takes the job the narrative is that chris beard had one good run in march and that's it and are we sure he's actually you know like that you could you could do this with literally any coach you hire and suddenly mike woodson like you see people poking holes saying he 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 was fired from nba jobs and uh like basically the, the criticism i had like hawks fans reaching out to me like man i, I remember woodson's hawks teams like we could never really get over the hump and i'm like yeah because lebron wasn't on his team like what <laughs> right. i mean like we're poking holes in the guy because he didn't win an nba title um and and and, and so i, I for, for that like i i think the criticism of his age or like the the fear of his age that's a little valid not in this not in the sense in my mind of the recruiting side of things which we can talk about later mm -hmm. um more so like the long-term plans for the program like obviously mike woodson is probably not going to be coaching the team for the next 25 years right so i understand that because i think uh a lot of indiana fans are like enough is enough of like hiring a guy moving on to the next guy over and over like we want a guy who's going to be here for the next 30 years and that's not going to be mike woodson um so i understand that part of it but again if John Beeline's hired, everyone's like, what a home run or like, you know, like there's, there, it's just it, the, the reaction to it is baffling. I don't understand why people haven't learned their lesson from judging coaching hires when a guy hasn't even moved his stuff into his new office yet. And we're like, he killed a great hire, terrible hire or whatever. Uh, the guy has NBA experience. He not just NBA experience, mind you, this is not like a guy who was a video coordinator in the NBA for four years. I mean, this is a guy who was a head coach in the NBA, won 50 yeah. games multiple times. Uh, turn the New York Knicks into a winner, for God's sakes. Um, and, and, he's, and, and the Indiana stuff, which like I'm sure we could talk about, like being from Indiana and all that stuff that like doesn't matter to people nationally, that stuff matters. And, and you're seeing more and more of it. Like the, the move, obviously this, this move was, 
was, uh, you know, in, in response to kind of the other hires. I mean, Juwan Howard's the one that people keep bringing up. Um, but I think that stuff matters. I think like Juwan Howard crying in his introductory press conference talking about being back at Michigan. I think Mike Woodson, uh, the, the, the passion that he has for where he's from and, and the university represents, like that stuff matters and it's going to shine through when he does go recruiting and when he talks about the program and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it's a home run. I'm not going to say like, watch out, America. Here come the Hoosiers. They're going to win the, you know, we're, more banners are on the way. I think that, that's stupid. But at the same time, like people that are that are killing it, it's like, I mean, you realize at a certain point, like they they, they were just preloaded. Like they had like their tweets ready for like Indiana's <laughs> yes. coach. This is a terrible hire. They were just waiting to plug in the name, whoever it was, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, look, if anybody is trying to give a grade to the hire that is anything but incomplete, just don't listen to them because that's the only yeah, grade yeah. that you can give to a hire. You know, you have to assess and i think you just unpacked you talked about a lot of it and we can unpack it now you know some of the positives and the negatives and some of the things that make you excited some of the things that maybe worry you about the hire and there's certainly a lot on both sides with woodson i think you know the reaction by iu fans was really interesting um and i think a a big part of the reason why it has started to swing positive and, and in a very positive way very quickly was when the news broke that Thad Mata would mm-hmm. be coming along with Mike Woodson in kind of this new you know associate athletic director for basketball role and so all the stuff that you just talked about with Mike I want to get to that but I want to I want to get to the Thad Mata stuff because you you know obviously played for Thad Mata you know know him well and so mm-hmm. I think you'll be able to give us some good insight on you know, what Thad can bring in that role. Because I think, that, you know, the biggest worry with Mike Woodson is obviously he just doesn't have college basketball coaching experience. Right, He's right. done everything else, but he doesn't have college basketball coaching experience. What, like to you, what will that actually mean in a practical sense? Like what is he missing that he doesn't know? And how can Thad Mata being there help fill that gap? I, I think uh, one thing that Thad will be great at is just the all of the other that comes with the coaching. Mike Woodson, obviously, I'm not worried about his X's and O's. I'm I'm honestly not worried about recruiting, which we can, you know, we can, yeah. we can deal with that later. It's the uh the the being the the statesman. It's being the uh w- what does it mean to be the face of the university and dealing with boosters and um the 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 politics. I mean, Mike Woodson is uh, uh p- people like p- i'll be honest with you jared i don't know who the governor of indiana is anymore like it's been a while since i've lived in indiana i don't pay attention to indiana politics i don't know but and the point is like mike woodson for all intents and purposes has now become the face of the state of indiana that's kind of how it works that's what that job means is like when you are the the coach of the indiana hoosiers basketball team you're kind of the face of the state for better or worse and uh, I think all of that stuff is stuff that uh, guys aren't always prepared for. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm not exactly sure what Thad's role is going to be here, but I'm with you that like the moment Thad said, I want to be a part of this, and he's going to be an active part, by the way. Like this is not a situation where Thad's just trying to cash checks or whatever. Like like this is a man who uh, I know this because I talk to him about it all the time. When he, even when I was at Ohio State, he loved IU. He, I mean, he that Indiana was his dream job. It's my understanding when he was at Ohio State, even like the one job that he could always interview for, like like it was in his contract. It was like Indiana that he he wanted to. Yeah, no, we didn't make this happen. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Fad, Fad grew up an IU fan. He grew up a Bob Knight guy. He, yeah. he grew up in Houston, Illinois. You know, but he, I, I, I'm sure some part of him liked <laughs> Illinois. But he was, he was always like an IU guy. So I think the idea of Fad, like Fad playing some small part and in bringing Indiana back, or like you know steering that ship towards what 
you know, because that 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 that's, that is obviously the goal with this whole thing. Um, that he's he's going to be playing an active part. I think it still remains to be seen what it will be, but uh, I mean that that part of it, I agree. Like having having that on board in any capacity is is amazing because the guy is he, he he in my mind is a Hall of Fame caliber coach. I don't, you know, I think yeah, his career got cut short, and who knows what the hell's going to happen if whether he he probably won't actually make a Hall of Fame. But like for God's sakes, like the, his his resume fe- speaks for itself. And he was if there were a Big Ten Hall of fame he's easily yeah. a big 10 hall of famer you know and he uh and he has experienced uh coaching and you know ohio state football is obviously the king in ohio but it's it's a similar deal where like you're you fad mata is doing the local kroger commercials and he's like hey come on uh, you know we need your support buckeye Nate. you know like all that kind of other stuff that you probably that mike woodson probably didn't always do when he was in the nba and he's like what do i have to do i have to go where i have to do I have to sh- which guys do i have to shake hands with um and the recruiting part of it of like, okay, like I, I don't doubt that Woodson's gonna be awesome uh recruiting guys. Like you get him in a room talking to kids, like I, I think he's gonna kill it there. I think he's gonna be awesome there. It's more of like the strategy of like how do we fill uh holes in our roster? Do we yeah. do what what you know? And I think that's gonna be great at that. Of like, listen, all right, so you have this point guard, he's a sophomore, he's pretty good. So what could end up happening is he could transfer to here or he could go pro. This these are you know, and like trying to like construct the bigger picture of the recruiting part, I think uh, is something that that will, will be able to help because those are things I don't think you think of. I think most people think of recruiting. It's like, like I could sell the program to a kid, but it's like, you have to like strategize. Obviously it's not, it's not as yeah. simple as just Googling who are the best players in Indiana and then calling them. You kind of have to have an idea of, you know, positions and and what class and which guys are going to go pro probably all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I think, I think it's that little stuff filling in the cracks. So Woodson can stick to what he does uh what he does well and um yeah so i don't know if that's a clear answer but i also don't think we have a clear answer quite yet no because we don't even know for sure you know what what the role is going to be i think you know one of the questions people have had is okay you know he's coming in this role how long is he going to be here like is he going to be here for a year and then try and get a coaching job like what sense do you get about kind of what what he wants to do in the future I, I've said this over and over, and it, this is not me reporting, and I always have to be careful because uh, I, 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 this is definitely 100% not me reporting anything or uh, even – I've never directly asked him this, so in no way, shape, or form should this be taken as as sourced, uh, sourced thought. It's my read on it um, that I think – my read is like if Butler ever comes open, he might consider taking Butler back like taking the butler job if laval jordan if they they move on from him or if laval jordan decides he wants to you know he, he goes somewhere whatever happens there if the butler job comes open barry collier calls him i could see that taking that job otherwise he it, it feels like he was always one foot in one foot out on everything else from from talking to him and just uh i i would ask him you know like because uh, his name gets floated for every coach i mean his name got floated for indiana which i you know, like I don't know how how real that was that he was uh, ever going to take it. But I mean, he's one of the best coaches not working. It's just the health. I right. mean, if it weren't for the health stuff, it's the health. Of, so yeah. uh, every time I talk to him, I'd ask him, like, "Are you trying to get back? Like, how how real? Like, Ole Miss was a school. Uh, Georgia was. I know they interviewed him. UCLA talked to him uh, when they hired McCrone. And I'm like, Coach, are, are, is this real? Is there something to this? Are you trying to get back into this? And he every time he would answer these questions, he he would start with one answer. And by the time he's done talking, he would, he would end up at a different answer. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yes, I def, I love coaching so much. I miss it. I miss the relationships. I miss like helping guys 
uh, you know, accomplish their dreams. That was so fulfilling for me and so awesome. And um, it, it's something I'm super passionate about, just like sitting on the beach every day and drinking beer and living in Florida. I'm passionate about that as well. And I love my life now. And you're like, whoa, 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 which, which one, where are you going with this coach? Like you started over here. I thought you were going to get back into it. Now all of a sudden you're talking about love and retirement. So my point is, I think this is a perfect role for him. I think he's going to be, cause I think this scratches the itch. He's lived in Indianapolis this whole time since he's been fired from, from Ohio state. And, uh, he, he's got like the Indiana connection, obviously he went to school, Butler coach to Butler, um, and I, I could see him doing this long term. I really could. Like, if you told me that, like, I, I genuinely believe that that mod is in this for the long haul. What the long haul looks like, if that's five years, you know, I, 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 I but this isn't to me, this isn't like a, a six month deal where he's like, I'll do next season and try to springboard into a coaching job. Um, unless it's Butler. I feel like that's the one that, like, yeah. they, they could get him. But otherwise, uh, I, 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 I feel like this is going to be perfect for him, a perfect role of him, like still being in it, but not having to do the grind of, uh, you know, traveling and, and, and all that kind of stuff that, that wore him down. So. Is he, what's he like? Like, is he the kind of guy that just loves like, you know, getting out on the court and putting a player through one-on-one drills, yeah. that kind of stuff. And, and I guess, you know, to go along with that, and, and I don't really know this, maybe you can lend some insight. You know, obviously there are, certain amounts of time that coaches can work with players and certain coaches can do certain stuff and only certain coaches can recruit. So he won't be able to do that. I wonder in this role, how much actual basketball interaction he'll be able to have with the team or the players. I'm with you. I don't know how much of that he'll do, but uh, what he is great at, what he is definitely Hall of Fame caliber at, and the reason he was such a great recruiter and and he did it without being dirty at all. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an Ohio State guy. I would I would defy anybody to find like a sniff of anybody who will say that that motto was it was it was the opposite, actually. Like people would come to him, recruits would come to him asking for money, and he would just immediately be like, Never call me again. And um, <laughs> but the reason he was so successful recruiting is because the one thing that he is great at is relationships because he gets it. Like he's a guy who understands that uh <laughs> the reason he's in this business is to build relationships. Like I texted him when he took the job and he texted me back and I couldn't believe it. Like I was stunned. I, I am, I was on the, the, the low end of the totem pole of Ohio state basketball. I do not matter whatsoever. I want that mod of zero games. I want, you know, I made that man zero dollars. He, I did nothing for him in terms of whatever. And, uh, he reached back out. He just said, thanks. You know, like I'm excited to, to, for the opportunity, all that kind of stuff. And the point is, is like, that's just the kind of guy he is, is that he, his wife, Barb, she, she's, still interacts with my my dad and my mom and uh they, in indianapolis like they talk to each other all the time that's who that mata is at his core is just like a relationship guy and i think he's going to thrive in that role of uh i mean that that really is what gets him out of bed in the morning is taking a guy like evan turner who shows up at ohio state is like a three or four star recruit he's like you know barely in the top 100 of recruiting classes and sitting evan down and saying like what are your goals with this with basketball where are you trying to do in life all that kind of stuff and by the time evan turner leaves ohio state he's a national player of the year and the number two pick and um Mm -hmm. and he was like sort of a head case when he got there and like by the time he left he's like a little less of a head (laughs) you know and those those sorts of things are what makes that awesome when when he ultimately was let go at ohio state uh his wife set up a, a deal with all the, she she just reached out to all the former players. It was like, we would love it if, if you guys could come over to the house. We want to, we want to surprise them with the party. And I, awesome. I tell you, Jared, guys flew in from all over the country. All the guys were like moving everything in their schedule, flying in from all over the place. 
we she she said like we want you guys there for a couple hours we stayed through until the early hours of the morning and just talked all story and that's just the kind of guy he is and it'll be the same you know if 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 barb does that again she's like hey we want to get together and, and we want you guys to come to indiana to celebrate that taking this job i guarantee you greg owens dropping everything uh d'angelo russell would probably drop everything like all these guys that he's coached are like I'm, i'll be there say no more um and so that that's what that brings and i and i yeah. think he will he will kill it with that and i don't know how much interaction he can have with players and whatever but uh as far as like the indiana community he is going to knock it out of the park with that sort of stuff so sticky notes email alerts a string around your finger they're just not big enough so here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Sticky notes. Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Sticky notes. Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. You know, the great irony there, of course, is Archie worked for Thad. And, you know, I've talked about this on the show that, you know, when Archie became the coach, one of the things he said, the biggest thing he learned from Thad Mata is building relationships. And, of course, one of the reasons why his program at Indiana, I think, didn't get off the ground is he didn't build good enough relationships. And I don't know if you saw from the press conference you know, Scott Dolson was talking about, you know, he had talked with the players, you know, what do the players want, you know, and, and, you know, the current players, what are they looking for in a program? And basically the three things that they said were number one, relationships with the coach, yeah. number two, development, and number three, you know, a more open offensive system. It's like, well, that seems like a pretty, pretty stark indictment of what just happened yeah, here no for kidding. the previous yeah, four no years. Kidding. But, but I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit though, because, you know, Mike Woodson, when we started to hear his name and I started to kind of do some more research on him and, you know, listen to some of his former players and guys who had played for him, that's one of the big things that came up is relationships and he gets people. And now, you know, you're talking about that with Thad Mata, you know, so I can see how some people might listen to this and be like, all right, so everybody's going to be friends. They're going to know each other. How does that lead to winning basketball games? And, you know, you look at how college basketball is now and, you know, the transfer portal guys are going to be able to move so much easier it does kind of feel like we're entering an era where that culture and the belonging and the relationships with the coaches and the other players is going to make a huge difference in keeping rosters together. So can you can you speak to how important that is to actually leading to wins on the court that you have these people that are great at building relationships? Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with you. Like in, in an era where transfers are so prevalent, um, and and I guess that would the the thought there would be guys are unhappy at whatever school they're at, um, and they're probably looking for. Uh, you know, that that's where the relationship thing comes in. You look for a guy, you, you have a strong relationship. Ultimately, what I think these these guys want, and obviously I'm I'm way too old to to try to have any understanding of what 16 and 17 year old kids being recruited want, but uh I, I would guess that like you you want to play for a coach who when he tells you I have your best interest in mind and like I I you believe him. And and far too often in college sports, there are coaches that say that, and what they really mean is like I, I have my own bet. I want to win games so I can make more money and I can, you know, parlay this into a contract extension or a better job somewhere else. And that's where the, like when, when you have guys like Dad Mata, who 
he is a hundred percent a guy who would rather lose with guys he loves, which I, you know, I, Indiana fans don't want to hear that you don't want to lose at all, but he, you'd rather lose, you have to learn to lose with guys you love before you'd rather do that than win with guys you hate, you know, and yeah. that sort of stuff matters. And that, you know, I, I was at Ohio state at a time, it was the peak of Ohio state basketball. That was mm-hmm. the great, like as good as coach Holtman is, is, is doing with the program right now, he hasn't come close to, and I, that's not an indictment on coach Holtman. It's just to speak of like that run we had was unbelievable. And, and it's, it's the best run maybe in Ohio state basketball history. And the, the common thread between all of that was just the relationships between the coaching staff and the players. And we weren't always the most talented team. Like in 2010, my senior year, we ended up getting a two seed. We lost in the, the Sweet 16, but we won the Big Ten that year, won the Big Ten tournament. And uh, Evan was awesome. Evan Turner was our best player. He was great. But uh, we didn't have any five-star recruits on our team. We didn't have – you know, like we had John Diebler starting for God's sakes, and he was one of the best players on the team. And like, I mean, that says enough right there, you know, like John, D- John Diebler. Uh, no, I, I like to make fun of John whenever I can. No, we, you know, like David Lighty and John, we had, I think Evan was. Do, don't make fun of people who can shoot on an IU basketball yeah, know, podcast because we'll take uh, all of them. <laughs> if I remember right, I think, I think, I think uh, Evan was the only NBA player we had. And he, yeah. he was great and he was national player of the year. But the common thread through all those guys is they're brothers. We're all, we were all, you know, we were all super, super close and we won games because of that, that we had no business winning. And I, I, that's not just like coach speak or whatever else. Like I genuinely believe that, um, that every single one of those guys could look in each other eye and say like, I have your back, whatever coach, coach Mata, when he would yell at us, like he didn't yell often. And when he did, we knew he, he wasn't just coming from a place of just like being angry. He was like, actually I'm yelling at you because this isn't good enough. And you, I want to make you better. you know? So all that kind of stuff matters. And uh, a lot of coaches can say it, they can't back it up. And, uh, you know, like I obviously didn't play for Mike Woodson, but, you know, you see, you, you see the things that people that played for him are saying and, and how excited they are for him and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, that's a tell to me. That certainly carries more weight to me than, uh, than a blue check mark that, that lives in New York City tweeting, uh, you know, I don't know about this. Hire, you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, the other kind of narrative that's been out there is, you know, this whole idea of, okay, well, you know, if Mike Woodson wasn't an IU grad, he wouldn't even be considered for this job. Yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah, maybe, sure. but you know, he he might he wouldn't have considered it. Also, on the other hand, and, right. and look, like, like well, you know, and and you know. I I get that. I, I get it in the sense of look, shouldn't we be looking for the best coach, regardless of where he yeah. went? Shouldn't we be looking for the best coach? And I I agree with that. Like, you should get the best coach for Indiana. But I also think the fact that he did go to Indiana and the fact that we've spent, you know, 20 some years talking about we got to get the family together and let's, you know, bring in the ex players and, you know, and that just hasn't happened. Everything's been so fractured. And it was clear, you know, if Indiana went with Mike Woodson, the, 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 the family is getting back together immediately. And that's exactly what has happened. And people would say, like, well, any coach can reach out to those players and do it. And it's like, yeah, they could, but they haven't. And it wouldn't be as immediate as if you just hire Mike Woodson. So, what is the value of that? Like, what does that matter? The fact that Mike Woodson's an IU guy, you know, you're, you're all the ex players are going to be back around the program now. How does that impact winning? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you're seeing it with again, Jawan Howard. I understand, like, mentioning Jawan Howard's name after the Mike Woodson hire is becoming cliche, obviously, but uh, you, you do see the impact of that. That that, that hiring an alum, that uh, an alum that carries gravitas around the program. 
uh, that kind of stuff matters and it rejuvenates. And I understand like a lot of the younger listeners of your show are probably like, I didn't even know who Mike Woodson was before he like, this is, this is a move for the boomers, you know, like the, the Indian <laughs> and the old heads, are, they're probably excited, but why should I, if I'm 27 and I go to IU, why am I excited about a guy that played for Bob Knight? And why am I excited that like Todd Abernathy might be higher excited or like, you know, like who cares, who cares about those old heads? Like we're, we're we got to look forward to the future. Um, but I, I, I think that stuff matters uh, in, in terms of, yeah, uniting the fan, like having Knight back last year uh, was, I mean, it was it was not insignificant. That that's no, because huge. there there is a a, a d- divisiveness of I, I've said this about Indiana basketball for the last twenty years is that it's it's been an identity crisis and that's not uh, th- this isn't me attacking the fan base like other national journalists are want to do. Um, it's me. I, I do feel like Indiana has had both the the pole of like we have to go back to we have to go back we have to go back to what we were and also the like we should be doing what John Calipari is doing. At Kentucky, like we need to just be trying to land fights. So you have like some people are saying we got to stop, not try to recruit, just recruit like the Jordan Holes of the world and try to win games that way. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, we should just go national and be trying to get Zion Williamson to Bloomington. And who cares if he leaves for a year? Just run it back the next year. And it feels like the the solution has always been like somewhere in the middle where you're getting like the worst of both worlds and trying to like patch it together. <laughs> yeah. And there's never been an identity with Indiana basketball the last 20 years. I mean, that that is the stark contrast to me between Purdue and Indiana is that mm-hmm. when you see Purdue on your schedule and you're a Big Ten team and you see Purdue, you know what you're getting. You know what Purdue basketball is. You know the type of player that Matt Painter's bringing in. Um, I can tell you if Matt Painter's still the coach at Purdue in 10 years, I have a good idea what their team's going to look like and what that yes. program's going to look like. Indiana, it was like, I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell knows? We'll find out together. Let's see what this team looks like. Um, and I think the, that Woodson, and, and if it, on a surface level, it looks like you're going back, and it looks like this is, this is an, uh, a move to like harken the days of the 80s and 70s and whatever. I don't see it that way. I see it as both. That's why it's so impactful to me is that uh, obviously he is bringing back the old heads and like getting them excited about the program again. But the man is connected to the current NBA. The man, has, the man invoked the name Wesley, World Wide West. Uh, <laughs> He mentioned World Wide West. He's tied in with CAA. Like he's got like all these guys. Like so in that regard, like it's a perfect if you're trying to to bridge the gap between old and new and, and all that stuff. Uh I don't know. It's easy to say he's 63, he's old. I get it, get him out of here. But I I think it's a perfect move. I think it in that regard, it brings it back. And I and I think that stuff matters. And as it pertains to like the state of Indiana, I mean, my God, I don't understand how how I, I, the recruiting park. I mean, can we talk about that for a second? Because like yes, that, that is the thing that just—that's the thing that I've gotten hot about over the, uh, the the criticism of the hire that like Mike Woodson doesn't won't know how to recruit or whatever. <laughs> Mike Wood, like this is going to be insane. It, first of all, the, the the brand Indiana already recruits itself in the state, as we know. I mean, every I said this on my the podcast I did after after the hire, but uh, maybe it wasn't entirely true. I was probably trolling a little bit, but I do believe it in in a lot of ways. Even the kids that go to Purdue wanted to go to Indiana. Like all the like, it, you know that Chris Kramer, if he he was growing up, he's like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be sweet. I'd love to play at IU. Robbie it's actually Hummel true of some Purdue players now, and Indiana just made mistakes and yes. who they went after. <laughs> yes, like Robbie Hummel, I've talked to him about. It. He's like, yeah, I went on a visit to Indiana, and I was blown. Like I'm in Assembly Hall, like, oh my god, this place is unbelievable. You know, and and that it's it's that's not that that's real that's real right yes so already indiana recruits itself now you have a guy who grew up in indianapolis went to broad ripple high school which to my understanding no longer exists i actually didn't realize that till just recently but mm-hmm. uh, um 
and and then goes and plays for Indiana. So he he can he he has connections to Indianapolis, the the recruiting base of Indianapolis that he can go into. Uh, you know, a, a guy like a Greg Oden who ended up going to Ohio State, a guy like a Mike Conley who ended up going to Ohio State, he can sit them down and be like, "Listen, you want to get to the NBA? You want to? You're from Indianapolis, and this is what you want." I know how to do that. And you know how I know how to do that? Because I did that. I was from, I went to high school right over there and I went to school, I went to college down here and then I went to, you know, all that stuff's going to matter. It's, it's insane. I think he's going to absolutely kill it in terms of like winning recruit, like sitting, the, if, if you get him in front of recruits and he has to make his pitch to Indiana, it's, that's a home run. I don't understand where this, like, he doesn't know how to recruit things that it come from. It's, it's insane to me. Yeah. That I never got that. Look, I think if you, if he didn't have any help and he had, as you were mentioning earlier, like devise the entire recruiting strategy and do all of that, okay, that he's probably yeah. not going to be great at that. But if he can come in and be the closer and kind of yeah. be the storyteller for why you should come to Indiana and the guy who goes yeah. and builds a relationship with a parent. I mean, if you watch that press conference and if you've listened to Mike Woodson talk, do you really think he's going to go sit down in front of a parent and that parent's not just going to be he's like, not- here, you're, you're I'm, I'm giving you my this, child. Jared, th- this is where his age works in his in his favor. He's yeah. not but by 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 being older. He's like th- this is it for him probably. Like in his this is his last stop on the yes. coaching. You know what I mean? So he's not saying these. He's not like you know he means it this isn't bullshit that he's like trying to make and he's not trying to get to recruit here so then he can use the the your recruit your son to then like parlay that into another gig or like more something this is it for him he's like this is i could i could coach in the nba i could be anywhere i want to be right here and i want to make your son a better player and and i want to have him accomplish his dreams in the same way i did because i care about this school and i I care care about the people who come through here yeah and I, I think that's I think in, in that way, like his age is going to to help him because even, you know, not I, I really I need like a shot collar every time I mention Jawan Howard. But like even even, you know, there if you wanted to be a cynic about Jawan Howard, you could say that, like, this is just a pit stop for him to then eventually take an NBA job. I don't get the, the feeling of that. But like, you know, if someone wanted to make that case, I'd listen to it. And uh, Mike, that's not that's not Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson isn't no. doing this. And then that way, you know, the Detroit Pistons might come hire him in four years to be their head coach. Like th- this is this is it for him. This is all he wanted. Um, and I think that stuff matters. And I think uh, people talking about him being older and is he going to be able to relate to recruits like that's absurd, too, because like the guys who I mean, how many, how many of these kids that are that are in high school now are like how many of them are like yeah I, I loved the Fab Five when I was growing up I loved watching Penny Hardaway on the Magic in 1992 when I wasn't even born yet like what are you talking about like the, Mike Woodson is just Jawan Howard Penny Hardaway like all these great recruiters they're all just old dudes right like mm-hmm. if you want to if you want if you want a college coach that's gonna uh you know that's gonna vibe well with the recruits. Like hire one of the Paul brothers to be your coach and they'll do, you know, (laughs) hire like a TikTok star. Like, what are we talking about here with like, like to 17 year olds, if you're older than 30, you're just an old dude. You know what I mean? Like I, so I never really, I never, I don't really understand that criticism either. It's not like, you know, um, I, I, so anyway. Yeah. Look, it's not like, you know, when Mike Woodson walks into a gym, all the kids are going to go flock to him because they remember that he was Big Ten MVP in 1980, yeah. only playing six games, you know, which is still like one of the most remarkable <laughs> stories in Big Ten history. And I'm pretty sure that's going to carry weight when he sits down and tells that story to players. Yeah. What I do, you know, where I think that there is a valid concern about recruiting is, all right, look, is, is Mike Woodson, you know, going to be grinding at Peach Jam? Is he going to be going out on yeah. the summer circuit? And so I think this is where the makeup of his staff is going to be really important because, mm-hmm. you know, the head coach can be the greatest ever at relating, but you are going to have to have people that just go do the legwork, you know, and right. make the calls and do the constant stuff you have to do for recruiting. 
if you were, you know, kind of putting together a staff for Mike Woodson, like if Thad yeah. called you and he's like, hey, Mark, I want some advice on how to put this staff together. You know, number one, I would question then why did we hire Thad Mata to do this job? <laughs> what, what would you like? Like, what do you think would be the perfect like makeup of the staff? What what kind I, of coaches? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just like closing my eyes trying to picture a world where like, yeah, I, I the <laughs> Thad Mata and Mike Woodson are, are calling me to say like, Mark, we need help. We need help. <laughs> my oh my god, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Let's go. Uh, I, I think like a lot of other people, I think. Uh, this is an awesome opportunity to to keep it in the family in a lot of ways, and I think like Dane Fife and Mike Lewis are being thrown around as uh, as as guys who who would be great hires. Calvert Chaney, I think would Calvert Chaney would be amazing. I mean, like the the dream the dream to me would be yeah, those three guys probably Dane and and Mike and Calvert, and that's that's your assistant coaching staff. They're all young, they're all hungry. Um, you know, Dane Dane has has been in the Big Ten for a while now, and and he's he wasn't an Indiana guy growing up, you know, so. Uh, maybe there that's helpful in some ways where it's like he's uh, not necessarily fully drinking the Indiana Kool-Aid like like Mike Lewis probably is like I am um, <laughs> so that could that could be helpful in, in a lot of ways um, th- those are those are guys that that have been I mean Mike Mike Lewis is awesome I, I've I've gotten to know him a little bit I've been around him a handful of times uh, at various things and and he's 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 fun to drink with I'll say that much but uh, he's a uh, he, he would be he would be a home run and i think i think it, it it's a great like diversity play too of like uh recruiting the state of indiana i mean the stereotype is like basically you you, you get the kids from indy your 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 greg owens your mike conley's your kyle guy types like those guys lock in those guys use mike woodson as and, and as as the the guy from indy that can do that use uh mike lewis as the guy that's like going after the jimmy chitwood types <laughs> put them together and let's go and let's uh you know i i did love that the woodson I don't. I don't think it's true. I think. I think you said something about this. Like it's. It's probably a little hyperbole. But uh, I do love that. Like there's. There's the sentiment of like we don't need to recruit a single person outside of Indiana. Let's just. Yeah. Let's just get them all from Indiana. <laughs> We're getting every single one of them. That's not true. But I love the idea. I love where his head's at. So. Yeah. Anyway. Now it's. You know. I. That's going to be interesting, and I do. It does seem actually kind of likely that Kenya Hunter <clears throat> might stay on the staff. Yeah, he one would of the, be awesome one of the too. current assistants. Yeah. So, you know, and my look, my dream. Calvert Cheney is my favorite athlete of all time. I mean, I love yeah. Calvert Cheney, and the two greatest players in IU basketball history who have not hung banners are Mike Woodson and Calvert Cheney. You know, mm-hmm. both of whom were on teams that were ranked number one that probably should have, and injuries kind of derailed their seasons. You know, and and to me, that was it. Was kind of the the fuzziest reason to kind of make the case for Mike Woodson, you know, like, and cause I, I wrote an article a week, you know, like a week and a half ago, basically trying to take the devil's advocate position, you know, and it was, you know, the five point argument in favor of, of Mike Woodson, which has been a lot of the stuff that we've talked about now, you know, and one of the, the points was he's going to be motivated, you know, and a lot of people kind of laughed at that, like, well, isn't any coach going to be motivated if they come take it over? And it's like, yes, they will be, but I don't know. I kind of feel like there's a next level when this is home and you kind of feel like you have unfinished business yeah. there. I feel like there is kind of a next level of not necessarily maybe that he'll put in more hours than another coach would, you know, because coaches are all yeah. crazy and they're all putting in hours. But there's something more, a, a different emotional attachment to the job maybe is more right. what I yeah. what I meant. And I think that's going to be able to be conveyed both to players and to recruits 
in a way that it, I think one of the reasons why Indiana fans have had trouble connecting with recent teams is it hasn't felt like there's a great emotional attachment either from the coach yeah. or from the players. It's been like a bunch of guys going through the motions. It's you know? crazy, man, because I thought Arch would kill that. I really did. Yeah. I, I thought, because he, I don't know. I, I, re- I really thought he would. But, yeah, I, I'm with you because uh, every coach is motivated, but what are they motivated for and what are they motivated by is the question. And yeah. um, a lot of them are, uh, you know, Mike Mike Woodson is going, he's going to have the internal, like, I want to be successful because I'm a, I'm a man in a pos- position where people are looking at me to be successful. And, like, there's that, which every coach has. But he also the, the things we're talking about, like you got the pride for your state, for your university, for uh, and you have an opportunity in front of you to to uh, become the legend that maybe you did as an, on an individual level as a player. But as you said, you never want. He was in between national titles. He, yeah. he came right in the weird gap of uh, of dominant Indiana teams and never did get to hang his own banner. And uh, I don't know. I, I I guarantee he hasn't forgotten about that. I, I you know, that's, that's, that's a theme that you find through every guy that's played basketball is they, um, and, and part of the reason I love college basketball, you, you can, you can grab any NBA player, anybody that's played in the NBA for a thousand years, sit them down and talk to them about their worst losses. And if they played college basketball, if they played an NCAA tournament, it's probably that last NCAA tournament game yeah. they didn't win the national title. That's probably the one that hurt the most for them. And uh, that's the – they don't forget that. You don't – you know, you're motivated by that kind of stuff. So I'm with you. I, I think this stuff matters. And I think uh, – yeah, I, I, I'm excited, man. I really am. I think uh, I think Woody's going to kill it. I think um, it, it is great for the program. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the people that are are, are saying that, that this is – like they're scratching their heads, I think – uh, they they didn't really think about it. I think they just saw Mike Woodson. They they saw a guy with the who they remember like LeBron beating when he was at the Hawks or something. And they're like, that guy, come on, you know, like mm-hmm. who, who's that guy? And you start like sussing out who he is, where he's from, his story, what motivates him, all that kind of stuff. And and it's perfect. And uh, as you said, maybe maybe Indiana doesn't care about him if he's not from Indiana. But if we're playing the what if game, I mean, like that's part of it. That is part of the appeal. That is that is what makes Indiana basketball go. Um, I, I love being from Indiana. I love Bloomington, Indiana. I love everything about it, but I also understand that like without the the mythology of basketball in the state, maybe the the, the program probably doesn't matter that much. You know, like they're probably mm-hmm. not getting kids to to care about IU if not for like the passion for basketball in that state. So finding a guy who can harness all that you know, and, and understands it and isn't isn't full of crap when he's telling people like I get it, you know. That's that there's value in that. And I think it's it's gonna be awesome. So Yeah, I think there's also there's been kind of a lack of open mindedness and a lack of imagination, I think, in thinking about this. And this is where I really credit Scott Dolson, you know, because he this is clearly, you know, one of his top options, you know, I mean, after yeah. Brad Stevens, it looks like it was the option that he preferred. That's so weird, yeah. isn't it? That like it, it's it's being portrayed as though like Woodson was playing Jay, you know? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean but but, right? see, like, but that's what I mean by a lack of open mindedness and a lack of imagination. Because I think everybody thought, all right, man, we've been you know we've been down for so long. We've got to get a guy who's proven in college so that we can just pick him up, take what you know, take what Scott yeah. Drew did at Baylor, put it here, and we'll start getting that. Yeah. And this is so much different because he hasn't coached in college. And I think people look at other examples like Patrick Ewing and Chris Mullen and Penny Hardaway, and yeah. you know, and, and even Juwan Howard. And they look at it and they're like, well, man, boy, this usually doesn't work. And, you know, the thing to me, when I look at that, it's like Patrick Ewing didn't have head coaching experience before he right. took over. Chris Mullen didn't have head coaching experience. Mike Woodson's nine years as a head coach, 
taking two franchises that are historically not very good to basically their best tenures in the last 20, 30 years, that is going to matter. And I think people are underplaying that. It's right, you know, my co-host, you know, Ryan and I, this is probably the point that we've disagreed on the most is, you know, he'll say, well, you know, he's under 500 as a coach. And if he was such a great coach in the NBA, why haven't he, why hasn't he been hired again? And that's fine. Those are facts. But to me, they just, they don't provide the full context of what that experience will actually mean when he comes back to being a college head coach. But also like when, when Brad was the guy and we were talking about maybe getting Brad to Bloomington, um, the conversations were like, he would never do it because the NBA is the pinnacle and the NBA is like a whole nother level of coaching. And it's where you, if you really have to, uh, you know, prove your worth as a coach and, and. It doesn't matter what you do at college if you can't do it. And they, like th- these were all the things you were hearing about NBA jobs, and now all of a sudden you take a guy who has been a head coach for many years and won a lot of games, and yeah, sure he did five, he's under five, whatever. Um, but why why are we pretending like college is now harder? Like shouldn't like a guy who <laughs> had success, like some modicum of success as a as an NBA coach, like I. I wouldn't say his, his NBA coaching tenure was a failure by any stretch of the imagination. It no, was, not at all. You know, it, it might not have been a home run success, but like he was, we'll call him an average NBA coach. So shouldn't like by the, the, the framework we've laid out about coaching, like shouldn't he now like, I mean, like for God's sakes, like the guy is stepping into a conference, like where he's going to be coaching against like Greg Gard and Fran <laughs> McCaffrey. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, wh- how much what? is Mike Woodson going to laugh when he watches Iowa you know play defense? I mean? <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking at him and you're like, if he's such a great coach, how come LeBron beat him in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals? And you're like, he's coaching against Greg Garb and Chris Collins. That's like who he's going up against now. Like Matt, we're, we've reached a point in the Big Ten where Matt Painter is like an elder statesman genius. That's where, like, and I, I don't think Matt Painter is a bad coach. I don't think you know, like he he deserves his flowers in a lot of ways. But that's that's what the, that's the landscape of the Big Ten is that Matt Painter is is kind of the guy right now. Matt Painter, yeah. you know, a guy like he's been to zero Final Fours. Like that's where we've arrived as a conference. And so I don't, you know, like this idea that like Mike Woodson is going to be in over his head coaching college basketball. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? When like all you have to do, like I don't know, it, it's it's preposterous. It's like the guy turned the Knicks into a winner. You think you think like he's he's sweating seeing Chris Collins on the other bench. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way, <laughs> I mean, for real, like it's like I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I, 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 yeah, it, it, people just get they, they, they you, 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 it's like a runaway train. You start like it's almost like as soon as the hire happens, you just feel something in your gut, and you see Mike Woodson, you're like, that's not the guy, and then now you like just are a runaway train, like it's not the guy because this, 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 and you, you can't be stopped. It's like calm down, like think about what this job is. Think about like what he's actually doing. It's and 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 you know, like I said, I don't think it's a home run. I don't think there is such a thing really. It's very rare to have a home run coaching hire. Um, but I think Indiana. Uh, th- this was the moment Brad said no. I think this is who Scott Dolson had in mind. And uh, I think there are a lot of great reasons that I think it's a good hire. And I think it's he's, he's going to kill it. And I'm excited to see what happens. So um, I don't know. That, I don't. I don't. I. I, I don't know how else to make my case. Uh, that uh, I mean, it makes sense to me. That's you know that that's really where I'm at. Which is, I've got questions about it. You know, I don't know. In the moment, it wasn't my next choice after Brad Stevens. I've kind of come yeah. around after that. You know, to me, the way that they sold it at the press conference, you know, the addition of Thad Mata, the vision that Scott and Mike laid out. You know, it doesn't. 
it would be one thing if this just seemed like, well, crap, you know, eight college guys told us no, Porter Moser told us no. All right, let's go with Woody. You know, it doesn't seem like that at all. It seems like it was really well thought out. There was a plan here. And that gives me a lot more confidence in it, that they see what the potential weaknesses of it are. They've got some stop gaps in place to help prevent those from really being an issue. And it's got a really unique upside, given kind of the unique challenges of what the IU job is. So a couple questions if, b- before we get out of here. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was, I was just, I, I just thought of like, like if, if you're someone who thinks Mike Woodson, uh, if you're poking holes in Mike Woodson's resume, please do not look at me with a straight face and say that if Indiana would have hired Eric Musselman, you would have thought that was, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking of like, that, that. that's what I want to challenge people. If, if Mike Woodson's not the guy who was your answer? And you're t- you can look at me with a straight face and say that if, if Indiana hired Eric Musselman, you would have been like, that's awesome. And you wouldn't have pointed out that he was an NBA coach that flamed out, quote unquote, and that he's been, you know, he's had like two years of experience at high major college basketball, never made a final, you know, like, and, and I like Musselman a lot. So my point is, is just um, no matter who they, if it wasn't Brad Stevens, no matter who they were going to hire, the haters, the cynics, the critics were going to say, now hang on is that the guy and how far has this program fallen is was this plan z and and all that kind of stuff and you just kind of have to tune that noise out and uh, i i just think so many iu fans are afraid you know yeah. afraid of you know we can't th- this can't fail again and so what is what is the most direct line to college basketball success soon oh muscleman's doing it right now you know he turned justin smith into a good player let's just get him you know, and yeah. it's like, and that's where I think the open-mindedness, the imagination no. needs to come that's into where, it a little bit. That's where I want to challenge. I, I get why you're scarred. I get it's been 20 years and, and since, you know, the 2002 is a long time ago since the last like great March run. Um, but we, I, I think step one with the program is to get rid of the negative thinking of like, we can't fail and instead say, let's fuck, let's, let's go for it, man. Let's like go. Yeah. And, and Mike Woodson might not be the guy that in your heart of hearts is like the guy that's going to go for it. But I'm telling you in the, the athletic department and for a lot of people in Indiana basketball, th- this does represent like s- some awesome change and some awesome, I mean, my dad, like, it, you know, my dad's older, obviously. So, you know, this kind of falls in line with all the other boomers that, that love the Woodson hire, but uh, my dad's the type of dude that if Indiana lost the national or they won the national championship by 30, and I called my dad and I was like, they did it. The Hoosiers are hanging another banner. How do you feel, dad? He would say, we had 12 turnovers, Mark. We got to take care of the ball. But, you know, like, I, I like to see that number down to nine. Like, that's, that's how my dad, I don't know. He, he's just, he's just wired that way. And I called him and he, he was over the moon. He's like, Woodson is, he literally said the words, Woodson's a better hire than Brad would have been anyway. And I was like, all right, all right, dad. But he's like, no, think about it, Mark. Like, he's going to, he, he was going on and on. And, uh, I don't know. So, um, that's that. That's that. I guess. I guess I'm. Uh, that, that's how I feel about it. Also, <laughs> if you're Trace Jackson Davis, and you're yeah. trying to decide between, okay, do I get my professional career started, or do I stay and give this guy, you know, another chance for another year? Even though I, I don't know what the offensive system is going to be, I may not get thirty percent of possessions again, like I did under Archie. Yeah. You know, this is a coach that didn't recruit me. How are you? How are you viewing it? If you're Trace. Yeah, I guess uh, th- there's so many factors that go into it, but I, I, I get it, it, it. We're just gonna have to, 
I mean, obviously he's gonna have to talk to Woody and see see what the plan is in, in that regard. But yeah, I mean, like part it, it was awesome that Trace got so many touches and he could, you know, put up monster stats, but he didn't really showcase who he could be at the next level. I mean, they he his talents weren't utilized because no one could hit jump shots and like teams were triple teaming him and it was just like kind of a cluster like you just his whole his whole season was just like a cluster down below the below the rim and he'd grab rebounds and go up against triple teams and <laughs> get and ones and it's like that's cool but like what nba scout is watching that saying like that's that's our guy and i guess like if i'm mike woodson i make the pitch like i i am an nba guy i know what the modern nba big looks like i know what you need to do to get to the next level um you're not there yet like because he's not i mean trace jackson davis is not going to be a lottery pick if he does decide to go out he's not going to no. probably be a first round pick by any stretch of the imagination so um if I'm Mike Woodson, that's my pitch is like, I, cause, cause again, I, I, that's where the relationship part comes in and it's going to be maybe difficult to get a kid to trust you that fast. But, uh, you know, I, I, it, if it's something that comes across and he's like, I, I genuinely care for you as a person. And like, I want to get you to where you need to be to, to, to achieve your goals. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that, that, if I was trace, that's what I would do is I would like sit down and really give, give him a chance because, uh, it's very it's very tempting to to go for it early and want the money and 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 get out but uh i, I don't know I, I i like to see guys have long-term plans and visions and all that kind of stuff and um i don't know so i, I don't know what those meetings are going to look like trace might get fewer touches next year if he does come back he might the offense might not be they you know they're probably not going to treat him like Shaq in his prime where they just dump the ball down to him and say <laughs> you do everything but that's probably better for his nba career because he's going to be able to showcase more things and hopefully guys can hit jump shots and spread the floor out and give him more room to you know showcase what he can do so um no it'll be interesting it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to especially see all these guys that are in the portal to see what they decide and uh yeah, I I don't know how many of the guys I, I I did feel like the roster was okay in a lot of ways. Like it, you could obviously make it better, but uh, I don't know. I I, I liked the team last year, and uh, you know I, I I talk to you about it all the time. I was yeah. like, I think they're close. I think they're I don't think they're that bad. A lot of it's us just, did. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know. It, it, it's going to be fascinating. It's just man, you gotta you gotta find someone who can shoot for sure. <laughs> well, no, for sure. You know, and, and, you know, look, I think you see what Justin Smith did leaving and going to Arkansas and, you know, he, he's better as a player, but he's mostly, he was mostly the same guy. He was just in a system that was more free that he liked more and that kind of yeah. allowed him to do the things he was good at. And it really felt like that wasn't the case last year with Indiana. And I, I think a lot of these guys are talented and I would love to see him in a system that, is just set up a little bit differently and where they kind of feel a connection to what they're doing because last year it didn't look like they felt like that at all. I know. So. I would, I would, my first move as coach is I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I would, I would give every single guy that's still there. I would just tell them like you have an ultra green light, like when practice, I want, I don't know. They got to just like get that out of their head. I don't, it's, it was the wildest thing. I won't forget seeing Leo, uh, Indiana, Mr. Basketball. I was in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm sitting courtside for the Mount Invitational and, uh, Anthony Leo comes off a down screen, catches the ball and no one's within a 10, 10 feet of him. He's wide open. Does not even look at the rim. And I texted my dad immediately, and I was like, did, did you ever imagine a world in which an Indiana Mr. Basketball grew up in Bloomington, Indiana, would come off a down screen and catch a ball on a wing and not even look at the basket? I was like, this is this is uh, sacrilege. This is not Indiana basketball. What are we doing? Yeah. And uh, 
So I would, I, I don't know. I just want to see the guy like shed that. Like every time you touch the ball, if a guy is a foot off of you, you're open, shoot the ball. I don't care. Like just train yourself to shoot the ball, be confident, shoot, 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 shoot. And, and go from there. So I don't know, but uh, no, I I'm excited. I think this is uh, I I'm cautiously optimistic, as I said, but not more so optimistic than I am cautious. If that makes any sense. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, any uh, any chance of you getting down to Bloomington next year for a game? Oh my god, are you kidding me? I'm so excited. <laughs> I figured. Also, especially after uh, shout out to all the IU fans. By the way, I I, I have been fighting a, a lonely fight on the national scale. Um, about the, the the status of the Indiana job and program and and what Indiana basketball means and all that kind of stuff and uh, I don't know the 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 Hoosier faithful have been showing me love back and it's been fun it's been a fun few weeks and uh, I tried to meme Brad home I gave it all I could Jared you I, did I really we- did but I think uh, <laughs> boy did I try uh, but I think we're happy with 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 what ended up happening and uh, I don't know so yeah I will definitely be in Bloomington because uh, I I love Thad I love you know, it's confusing to people that I went to Ohio state and like, I still love IU and they try to make sense of that. But I don't, as I've said all along, like you're a Hoosier. Once you, if you're born and raised in that state, you're a Hoosier and you always will be. And I, I, my promise to everyone listening is if I get in front of a microphone in a public forum and say that I, that, that my Hoosier roots no longer exist because that was when I was a kid and now I'm a mass hole. Please never let me step foot. Oh, gosh, please never. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, I, that's my promise to the, to the to to all Hoosiers. I will never say those words. That is the that is a twist of the knife. That is one that is one bridge too far for me. So uh, I don't care where I, I could live on Mars, and I will always be a Hoosier. So I'm I'm definitely going to be back in Bloomington a lot, and uh, I'm excited to get COVID playing sync the biz. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. On that note, so, that's a good note to end on. Uh, but yeah, hopefully our paths cross when you're up there because we we didn't get to do yeah. our annual trip up there. Um, yeah, because I don't live in Bloomington, so we we try and get up there once a year. Couldn't do it last yeah. year, so I I can't I, wait. I I was worried what. I knew. Look, you couldn't have Archie back because it was kind of a dead program walking, and there would yeah, be, there would have been yeah. no enthusiasm. And then as the coaching search winds around, it's like, who are they going to end up with now that you have who you have, and you see the enthusiasm that's there? I can't wait to get to Assembly Hall next year because I it's think it's going to be, be awesome. awesome. Just wait for that one. I mean, when Woodson gets his version of the Wadford shot, it's it's a way we go. I mean, it's not going to be that magnitude. You can't really top like a number one team that ends, you know, and it's Kentucky, like. <laughs> that 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 is kind of an un, unfair expectation but just wait for that that first game where it's a packed assembly hall it's a top five top 10 team whatever it is on like a tuesday night at 9 p.m tip yes espn's in the <laughs> building and uh it, the place is rocking and the hoosiers like no one really they're unranked because like it's you know new coach like how good are these guys that didn't make the tournament last year and they pull off the win, and the place goes crazy, and, and away we go. And that's it. And Indiana basket, and we're back, and we're printing the shirts. Again. Printing the everyone's shirts. Getting their, everyone's getting their old "We're Back" shirt from the Crean era, and dusting them off and putting them on again. And like, here we go, baby. Let's Somewhere go. Tom Crean so. is celebrating in the concourse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, Mark, thanks for coming on, and thanks yeah, for th- th- thanks for fighting the good fight and being a lone I'll, voice I'll out there it. that is reminding people that uh you know we're, we're not we're not crazy it's the passion of the I'm, fan base that keeps that keeps this program strong I, I am happy to to i'm jumping on a plane tomorrow morning to fly back to indy for the final four and i'm so excited to just like breeze from indian air and uh get some yeah get, get, get back get back home so yeah this is uh it's something that's near and dear to my heart indiana basketball always will be and uh yeah i, I all the fans if if i don't need to tell i don't need to tell you this but uh 
you guys keep fighting a good fight too. Don't let anybody tell you you're delusional or crazy or anything like that because the moment it, that the Indiana fan base decides, yeah, maybe we're not that good. Maybe we shouldn't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. is that what you want? Like, you know what I mean? Like that that was always the absurd part to me. Is like, what do you want Indiana fans to do? Just like shrug your shoulders and be like, I guess we suck now. We should hire like, you know, we should not try to hire a good coach. Like, what are you talking about? So, um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll keep fighting the good fight. You do the same and uh I'll see you in Bloomington hopefully. Next cool. Year. That sounds good, All man. Right. All right. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Mark. <clears throat> yep. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.